This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Hello, NBA fans, and welcome back to the Fast Break Podcast. My name is Ricky Widmer. And as always, for the fast break, I'm joined by Dave Oster. Hey there. And this week, second episode, uh, we're, we're back for consecutive weeks, so we're on the right path, Technically Dave. three. Technically three, but this week we got to talk about kind of last time was the LaMarcus Aldridge. We mentioned Deion Jordan was going to the Mavericks. Oh, wait, was he really? Because in we're going to talk basically DeAndre Jordan right off the bat. Kind of pulled a little pump fake when it came to the Dallas Mavericks because he said, oh, yeah, I'm coming to Dallas. It's okay, Mark. It's okay, Chandler. Then Doc Rivers, Paul Pierce, J.J. Reddick swoop in and go, hey, man, you want to come back to you want to come back to L.A., don't you? And he goes right back to L.A. Absolutely. It, it was an interesting movie. I think it's one of the first notable times that we've seen a uh, verbal agreement break. And I mean, that's that's one of the interesting things about this is, you know, you're unable to sign that contract for, you know, I, I guess until that point in time. So technically it's like, yeah, I'll totally play for your team, but nothing's in writing. Nothing's guaranteed. And you just have to take my word for it that I'm not looking at other teams. So they're not offering me more money and I'm maybe reconsidering this deal. So it's a it's weird because in the past, I, a verbal word. Yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, we're good. You don't worry about it. But this kind of changed things. Well, I just kind of feel the way I kind of view it is the first thing I thought of as soon as it happened, me being a college guy, I was like, oh, this doesn't surprise me because you look at high school recruits, how many of them have been like, yeah, you know what, Nick Saban, I want to play for you. Then as we get closer and closer to the signing day, they flip and say, well, you know what, I'm going to go play for. Florida State. Nothing matters until that ink hits the paper. Right. But how this all went down was just the most bizarre thing because Cuban came out, I want to say it was Wednesday or something, on his own, I think it's like Cyberdust or something, his own messaging app. And he just flat out gave the entire story, said, yeah, you know what? I texted DeAndre like, hey, what's going on? He flew down to Houston Went to DeAndre's house, was like, hey, man, I'm here. Let's talk. DeAndre's like, hey, I'm on a date. Then ignores Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban basically says, hey, you know what, man? You do you. I'm at my hotel if you need me. Because Mark Cuban right now, it kind of felt like the girlfriend that's like, you know, leave me alone. He's like, whatever. I'm fucking Mark Cuban. Yep. I'm me. I don't need you. You need me more than I need you. But... On the other side, with Doc Rivers and everyone, they need DeAndre Jordan to come back if they want to be viable. Because his best buddy Blake Griffin, uh, you know, <laughs> hold them hostage in his own house. Well, if he goes to think of this, if he goes to Dallas, besides the Warriors, we'll put the Warriors up there because they're defending NBA champions. Besides them, the two big players, and then Dallas and San Antonio, because of the huge offseason San Antonio and OKC had. still and well. OKC, we got to see. It was Durant being injured. That's yeah. why they were yep. so sluggish. But it kind of pushes Dallas ahead of L.A. Let's not forget, this Dallas team was doing extremely well last season before Rondo imploded 
They were a team bound for the playoffs, bound for a high seed, and then just, you know, personalities clashed. He was the wrong fit for that organization, and they just really missed out. Rick on Carlisle a great also chance. saying, hey, you know what? I'm not going to put up with this shit. Exactly. And had to deal with Rondo as a head coach. Exactly. So, I mean, this team was in the works of reloading, getting another good big for down low. And you know what? I, I think they definitely had a great shot, but then, you know, gets called back home. See, what are you going to do? Well, I mean, it doesn't. Okay. Here's the thing. I'm on two sides of this. Okay. Because part of me understands the, I'm not quite sure. And like, ah, I kind of want to yeah, go was, home. He was riding the fence. I have it. Like I have LA in my heart, which is fine. You can feel that. Yep. However, I'm the kind of guy where if you first off, if you're going to give a team a verbal, yep. you should probably stick by that verbal. But let's say you're not because there are some circumstances where you're like, you know what? I thought this was right for me. It's not. There was a question that J.J. Reddick was asked on a podcast on Grantland on ESPN. And the question was simple. Did DJ DeAndre Jordan owe the Mavericks a phone call? My answer to that. Yes, you yeah. deserve to call Mark Cuban and just talk it out. Say, hey, this is what's going be professional. on. I'm being a man here. Exactly. I'm not being a little punk ass bitch. That's that would be my expectation of a professional athlete in today's day and age. I feel like this was a slap in the face almost to the organization, to Cuban. Mm -hmm. it, it's a Chandler, sign of immaturity. Chandler Parsons, because he helped. Yeah, recruit he, him. he was huge on the recruiting he, process. He even came out and like, I know it was a joke tweet, but. You can tell his kind of side of it where he just tweeted out the joke, man, I thought I had a good pump fake. Yeah, no, I mean, that's he, everybody thought, you know, it was a done deal. And then we find out that DeAndre Jordan having a sleepover with his pals <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're not letting him leave the house until he signs the contract. Yeah, Blake Griffin, did he like he tweeted out a photo where the, the chair is the against chair the door, against the door yeah. where he was like, well, not my decorating taste, but. Who am I to talk? It's like, really? Exactly. It's really? ridiculous. It all sparked the emoji battle that they were talking about on ESPN with like Chris Paul taking a boat because he was chilling with LeBron and D Wade and like <laughs> Cancun or something. And because you had Blake, Paul Pierce was in it. Yep. JJ Reddick said he drove from LA to Houston to be in on it. And I get it. The Clippers, you want to make a push yep. at DeAndre Jordan, but I feel. Just on DeAndre, first off, if you're going to have this meeting with the Clippers, be honest with Dallas. Just be like, hey, man, this is what's up. This is what's going yep. on. This is what I've decided to do because now you – and I mean, it doesn't really matter in a sense because DeAndre's going to go back to L.A. Everyone in Clip Nation, Lob City, they yep. love him. They do. Dallas, it doesn't matter if you hate me because I never played for you kind of a thing. Exactly. And you know what? It's it's strange the way it worked out because he wasn't leaving uh, the Clippers because of, you know, bad any bad issues between him and the organization. He just it thought was it purely money. Yeah. And, you know, they came around like, uh, you know what? We can we can do what you need. You know, we, we change our minds. You're suddenly worth more to us now. And I'm like, Wow. I mean, A, that, that's awesome. They turned around and mm -hmm. they decided, you know what? He's our franchise guy. Let's move forward with him. But on the other hand, it's like, really, it took somebody else willing to pay me more for you guys to actually respect me as a player. Mm -hmm. And now one of the big things is, and I don't know personally if this would have happened if DeAndre Jordan stays with Dallas. But now Dallas yep. moving forward, 
The big question was, what do you do? How do you come where, back from that? Where do you go? And it seems like all signs, nothing's official. And I know Dallas fans are going, <laughs> well, Ricky, don't even talk about it because it's not official. But it seems that Darren Williams, ex-Illinois uh, point guard, says that he is going to sign a two-year deal with the Mavericks as soon as he clears his waiving process from being yeah. waived by the Nets. Yeah, I mean, it's it's something. It's not... Amazing. This is not Darren Williams of six years ago. This is an aging point guard who uh, still has a great handle for the ball, uh, can put up some points, uh, but great vision on the court. You know, he'll help your team going forward. He'll be that point guard that you needed Mm -hmm. last year that you were looking for Rondo to be. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it still doesn't really answer it. So, because it looks like he's going to take a, if he signs, like if he clears waivers through the buyout. He'll sign a two-year contract worth $10 million, so five a year yeah, and that's, with the Mavericks. That's like nothing. And the one thing I'm thinking, though, and this kind of me back of the head, if you're a different NBA team that may need a point guard, do you go with the kind of dick move and say, hey, you know what? We're just going to claim him off of waivers. Yeah, I mean, if that's the process, it does. Because he's got to clear waivers before he can sign with the Mavericks. Really? Yeah, it says says he's got a clear waiver. So if I'm an NBA team and I don't want him to go to Dallas and I need a point guard, why not just say, nope, he's mine? Yeah, because then you have to deal with with somebody who is uh, probably a pain in the ass, not quite as bad as Rondo. You probably have to deal with his contract, too. Yeah. His current one. Yeah, which which is is not favorable. A lot more than $5 million a year. Absolutely. It seems like Dallas is moving or trying to move in a – positive step after losing DeAndre Jordan. Exactly. It's rough. I mean, you just got your hopes, you know, raised up and then just dropped. Just dropped. I'm trying to think, uh, like you said, I'm trying to think of free agents where this had happened. And the only thing I can come close to where it's not exactly the same situation, but it's similar, the decision of LeBron James, where Cleveland was like, no, 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 he's going to stay. He's going to stay. And then he takes his talents to South Beach. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't give any he didn't sway verbally prior. Commit. It mm-hmm. was just, you know what, guys? I'm going to take my, you know, I mean, I don't. I was about to say I'm going to take my talents to <laughs> South Beach there. God, I hate that. I'm going to take he's my gonna, talents. My he's going to take his time and consider all of his options. Mm-hmm. He never actually came out and said, you know, I'm going to DeAndre Jordan home. didn't do that. He said, boom, money, Dallas. Yep. And I was like, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have done that. Maybe that wouldn't be the best move for me career-wise. You know what? I, I know what did it. They told they told DeAndre that uh, Doc's son was coming back. Austin Rivers <laughs> was going to resign. So, all right, if Austin's coming back, then I'm coming he back. Did, he did resign. Yeah, yeah he did I mean, resign. And I mean, the Nets. We talk about choice. them. We talk about them getting rid of Williams. They're deciding to keep Joe Johnson. They swoop in in front of the Kings and sign Andrea Bagnarni. Yep. Is this a we got to try to do something because we don't have draft picks for the next two years. It really years. is. I feel like that is a franchise that has been screwed over by someone who didn't really have a vision for his team and honestly just ruined things. Tried to play NBA 2K in real life. Yeah. I mean, you <laughs> took a bunch of aging talent and you thought you were good enough to take down, you know, one of the best superstars of his generation mm-hmm. in the uh, East. So, yeah, no, you kind of you kind of screwed that up a bit. So, we got to move to this. This is more of the... Young Gun story, and this, I believe, just broke today that Joel Embiid, young center for the 76ers, is going to have another foot injury. He's likely going to be out all of the season. Guess what, Sixers fans? 
Next year. Another tank. Another year of next year. Have the Sixers become the Cubs of the NBA now? No, because they're not lovable. Besides, okay, I'm talking about with the, there's always next year. Yeah, no, they really are. There's always next year. They they are as close to that as possible. This is a team that But you can still win with Okafor. Oh, they could. Maybe this is why they drafted Okafor, because they kind of had an inkling that, well, I mean. wouldn't be the answer. I mean, come on. They literally just drafted anyone over the height of six foot ten. Uh, in the past year, you know, so I, I, I'm a little concerned about it because like if Okafor wasn't there, they may have taken Porzingis. Exactly. But here's the thing. This is a team that has a bunch of bigs. They're, they're not short on bigs. Embiid was the most talented, most potential. He was the five. He was the main five. Exactly. So now they're left with, you know, some options, but to be fair, Okafor, he's got talent. He can grow a lot in this year without uh, Embiid out there. I feel mm-hmm. like Embiid kind of would have been a crutch to him on the defensive end. Uh, but you know what? It'll be okay because he's still got Nerlens Noel to back him up down there. I feel like they've got a decent, well, I would say decent. They've got a very high potential front, and it's just a question of what direction do they want to go at this point. They could tank again, and there's no saying that they won't. This GM is known for uh, doing whatever he thinks is best to make his team win. Hashtag trust in the process. Absolutely, you trust in that process. If it's going to get you every, you know, first or second pick in mm-hmm. the draft for the last and, three years. And right now, this three is years? looking at yeah. ESPN's depth chart yep. for next season. This is right now the starting five that we would look at. At the point guard, you got Corey, Corey Wharton. Then at the two, Robert Covington, Jeremy Grant, Nerlens Noel. Julia Local for. Yeah, they really need to get some guards. Let's be fair. Uh, Besides okay, that, they've got but, Hollis Thompson. Yeah. They got Stauskas. Oh, yeah. used to be with the Kings. So much, so much potential there. But Stauskas, I, God. He's, this is not a team Sorry. I look at and go, you're going to be the playoffs. They're going to win 17 games. Here's a better question. Yeah. Does this remind you or can you make the comparison of Embiid now to Greg Oden? Except it's a foot, not... A knee. I mean, it's starting to go down that line, unfortunately, and that's the sad thing. Because the one thing I think of is when you hear interviews of um, Bill Walton talk, Yep, he was supposed to be one of the—he he should have been a better player than he was, and he was still a good player, but what crippled him and made him end his career so soon Absolutely. was his foot troubles. When you're a big man— well, think about this. You need your the knees. Beat. Yep. You need your feet. second overall pick a couple you, of years ago, and uh, you know what? Injury, and then just can't live up to it after that injury. So you've got to be worried. I would be and super worried if yep. I'm a Sixer, like to the point where the articles that I have seen was Embiid the right pick. That's oh, where the I redraft. Think, I hate when they do no, redrafts, no, no. but I love no, them. Not the re, not the redraft. Okay, just the point of look back to last year's draft. Was he the right pick? And I mean, I know hindsight is yeah. twenty twenty, but we knew he could have injury problems when he was drafted. So why That's not? Correct. Why not go with like a power forward? Aaron Gordon, Julius Randall was a power forward. Noah Vonley at the time. I mean, it was a third overall pick, and that's fair. None of those actually, you know, lit it up last year. They no. all had. Solid, Von, okay. Vonley just got traded yep. before the draft to make room for the Hornets, and I 
to that question, I don't know what I really do not know if like it's the wrong pick because I think the Sixers for the past two years Best in the draft available. Well, they've been in the same situation. Think 2014. Wiggins goes, Parker goes. Yep. Who are we gonna we gonna take Dante Exum? We're gonna take Marcus Smart. No, we're gonna go big guy Joel Embiid, best guy on the board. Absolutely. This year. Everyone thought they were gonna I thought they were gonna get D'Angelo Russell. I'm like, cool. Yep. The front court guy to support the big guy. D'Angelo Russell went. Okay, we're gonna take the guy that should have maybe went that could have went number one. Because really there's two or three guys in this year's draft. Yeah, that could have. That could have went number one. Let's take him at number three. Yeah, no, uh, it's it's not a bad practice of drafting best available talent, but when you have a team now that not only are your current team stacked as big heavy, but your like long-term prospects overseas are also, you just drafted every big. Like That's not a strategy, I feel. Uh, they need to go find talent. They need to go find a guard who can run this offense. I don't think he's on their team right now unless we see some massive progression on a couple of fronts, but... No, I I think they have to tank again. Do you think? And Joel, I, don't, I don't even. I don't think it's a have to tank. I think they're going to tank again because just to do it, they don't have enough talent to win more than twenty games. It's gonna, the NBA. They're under twenty wins. That's done. I'm, I'm gonna sorry. throw this out there. Yeah, let's say Embiid has the surgery. It goes well. He comes back and will play next season. Yeah. How good of a season do you think we can see Embiid? I mean, play off when the he comes court back. for three years. Almost, that's crazy. Because he missed some time in college. Exactly. So, no, I mean, that's, you you have to feel for him because he's going to have the expectations of the world on him, or of Philadelphia Mm -hmm. at least. But, you know, he's got to come back at his own pace and do what he can. I don't think he'll be better than Nerlens Noel by that point. I think he'll just, it'll take him probably two months into the season to get to that point where he's actually a solid contributor. Mm -hmm. The good thing for him is it's a very poor team right now. So it's very easy to make yourself stand out, a la Michael Carter-Williams, who went you know, rookie of the year. When you're the best player now on the worst team, it's very easy to shine It's very because you get the opportunity. You get all mm-hmm. the touches. You get the shots. You are you know, the go-to guy. So he'll have the opportunity when his time comes. It's just the question of, you know, is it ever going to? Maybe, maybe it's just not going to happen for him. And that's an awful thing to say, but... Let's be honest, if you go down two years in a row, year three comes up, if he something happens to him next year, who's going to pick that up contract-wise? Nobody wants him. The two, the two just names that come to mind when I think about this injury and Joel Embiid right yep. now, Greg Oden yep. and Andrew Bynum. Bynum, yeah. I mean, wow. Bynum was another guy who had injured. But Bynum like, was the guy who was at the top of the game. He was the best center in the NBA. And then all of a sudden... Came over to the Sixers. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and that's when everything hit the fan. <laughs> it hit the fan a little before then, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just it, some guys can't come back from it. I'm going to throw this out there, this little tease into the, our kind of next story that we were going to talk about here on the podcast. There is a certain center that people are talking about in the Western Conference that could be traded. Yep. His name's DeMarcus Cousins. Yep. Vlade Divac, vice president of the Kings, is saying... You know what? I'll admit that the relationship between Cousins and head coach George Carl isn't the best. Yeah. But we're trying to get everyone on the same page. Before we talk about that in depth, I just want to throw this out. 76ers, do you make a push for a DeMarcus Cousin trade? 
what are they going to give him? Uh, the rights to Embiid, three other centers from Europe, and a first-round pick? <laughs> I'm, hey, just We're going to give you there. four potential centers just throw it out for DeMarcus Can you imagine Cousins. having Cousins at the four, Okafor at the five? Yeah, but then what do you do with Nerlens? You got to trade Nerlens? I feel you would have to either give up Okafor or Nerlens to get Cousins. You would have to, right? Probably, yeah. I mean, not going to happen, just, I thought, fantasy situation. That'd be, that'd be a bit crazy. To throw out there, but... Hey, but it, what's the point? Why would you pull Cousins into that team? He's still younger, but he's not... not he's young not as enough. young as Nerland. He's not young enough for the 76ers, mm-hmm. let's be fair. He's like that guy who's like, you know what, we need that piece to knock us over the top. We're we're a seven seed right now, and we need to go for a championship run. The let's nuggets. go ahead and pull in... Uh, how the nugget? Well, that's yeah. more of George Carl wants Ty Lawson. Yeah, he yeah, had he's in got Denver. a little, little bit of a hang but, up on his old buddies. See, and I see this, and I just read the comments of, well, yeah, it's not pretty right now, or we're trying to get everyone on the same page. And the first thing I think of is, I go, Vlade, Vlade, sit down, listen to me. You're saying oh, this. You're, you're telling Vlade, to sit yeah, down. Okay, yeah, okay, sit down, listen to me. You, you're saying this stuff. Why the fuck didn't you let George Carl trade him on draft night or before the draft? Because shit like this, look at Dallas yeah. with Rondo. It doesn't work. Yep. When you have a head coach who doesn't like a player, you have a major problem. Um, Stan Van on any team he's been on. I love Stan Van. You take it back. <laughs> but players usually, some players don't like Stan Van or like LeBron and Blatt. Yeah, there's no respect there. Or didn't Dwight, who did Dwight Howard have a problem? Well, yeah, it was Stan Van. That was yeah. Stan Van. Dwight and Stan Van. Yeah. Or but no, Dwight Howard and when he was in L.A. Ugh. With Dan Antoni. Yeah. Well, I mean. Or he, was it Kobe and Dan Antoni? I know Dan Antoni in L.A. clashed with the player, honest, too. Let's be honest. Dwight having to use effort and play seriously <laughs> was a problem for Except him. when he plays for Kevin McHale. Kevin McHale, he'll try hard. Yeah. But I mean. Hard. Usually um, when you no. have a player and a coach that clash, and things don't get done. Honestly, I'm surprised George Carl is still employed. You, you come you, out and you make you a statement like fired? that. I figured, yeah, that's their third head coach in a year. Why not? Why not? Because <sighs> let's, okay, George Carl is brought there because of his pedigree, his history of, you know, being able to work with franchises and working with talent, mm-hmm. pulling them together with the right pieces around them and keeping things competitive. But to be fair, like if you come in and day one, you're like, my superstar? Nah, fuck him. I don't like him. He's not, you know. Bad attitude. He's not the guy I want on my team. He's not who I want playing. Uh, we, we have a problem here. Mm-hmm. You either, well, let's see. As a franchise, we want to keep the 27-year-old superstar? Is he 27? DeMarcus? Yeah. I'll look, I'll look it up for you. Okay. Um, do I keep our young superstar who could be a, uh, you know, franchise pinnacle point? You know, just. Maybe him, or do we want to keep the old man coach mm-hmm. who, let's be honest, coaches in this 24. League. Oh, he's only 24. He's 24. Wow, I thought he was older than that. He's been Born in the league in a 90, long time. August 13th, 1990. He's been in the league a while, though. But, no, I mean, that's the thing. It's it's where do you want to start? And Five if, seasons. Yeah, he, he got in young. But do you want to go with your head coach, or do you want to go with, you know, the guy who's going to be a franchise guy? However, though, you say that five years, what have you done for me lately? Just throwing it out there. Um, Have you seen his numbers? He's the best center in the NBA. How many playoffs have you been to? He's the best center in the NBA right now. And I know that— Can you top that? And I know that— he's better than Dwight Howard. Just let me make— He's the best center in the NBA. You can't knock a chip off Let me make my point, Dave. Sit down. And what I was going to say before Dave was cutting me off was— do. And the Kings are trying to do what you're saying, add yeah. around him. 
drafting Willie Cully Stein to play the four to his five. They have Rudy Gay, Karan Butler, Ben McLemore that they got last season, Darren Collison. There's just, to me, you have a nice starting five. That It's decent in Collison, McLemore, Gay, Cully Stein, Cousins. Depth. That's what you need to go for right now. Are they there this year? No. Next year in the draft, yes. I feel Cully Stein's also a five, not a four. Well, they have not him at the five. They've got Demarcus at the five. Or they've got yeah. Cully Stein at the four. They're interchangeable. They can play. It's big well, men. Stick Demarcus down doesn't low. want to play center. That, that, that was the whole thing. Yeah, well, then He's switch like, him. screw that. Then Plus, switch Cully Stein has no outside game. He's, no, he doesn't. So I'm just saying it how no, ESPN had him listed. You can switch them. They're big I get, men. I'm just I'm just saying that uh, that was. I remember Demarcus coming out mm-hmm. and being like, "I don't want to go to uh, the Lakers because they'd make me be a center, and I don't want to be a center." But exactly. you get to play with Kobe and possibly win a ring. Yeah, I mean, there's always there's always aging Kobe. I, Roy Hibbert, I, I would hold it on the ring conversation. But, Roy uh, Hibbert goes, sign me up for that one. Yeah, we'll get to Hibbert that. In a, we'll, we'll get to easiness. that in a little bit too. But no, I, I think that uh, it's the wrong move for them if they were to get rid of him. Uh, but you know what? If they want to pick George Carl and have his back, one way or the other, they have to pick because mm-hmm. playing you know nice with both sides, you're gonna end up with an explosion midseason out of frustration. You're gonna see some yelling on the court. You're gonna see a lot of angry people, and the locker room's gonna choose on their own too. They're gonna split. Do we see keeping a, them together? Do is we the see wrong a Latrell Sprewell? Uh, no, choking no by... one's going to get choked out. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I'm going with George Carl. If I was Divac, I'm picking Carl instead of Cousins, and here's why. It's very simple. How I know what you're saying about How many George? titles have you wait, won me, wait, George Carl? Wait, wait. How many Where's times? George wait, titles? wait. Let me speak. How many times has uh, DeMarcus Cousins been to the playoffs? Just answer. Two? Two? I, I know it was from, this past okay. year. I don't know. From, I know it's 1987, maybe, maybe 88. One, I don't know. For one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten seasons, consecutive playoff appearances. And what have you done? Then for they me missed one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten playoff appearances. Missed because he came to Sacramento. Yeah, but out of all those teams, who's actually had a chance of winning a championship? Out of Seattle that? went to the '95 Finals. Lost okay, so to we're Jordan. talking twenty years ago now. Yeah, no, we're I talking know. twenty years ago. This guy was a good coach. Hey. All I'm saying is... I'm not saying he's what, a bad coach. I'm just saying he hasn't won a championship either. But no, And he not, hasn't put together a team okay, whoa, whoa, that can not, win a championship. Wait, wait, whoa. Let's not say championship and king. We just... For the Kings, let's make the playoffs. Let's focus on that first. And what I think Carl can do is get you... He's an older guy. You give him the reins, he gets you to that spot where we have a team that can make the playoffs. By the time we're, okay, I'm old enough, I have to leave. Next guy comes in, leads you to the promised land, Steve Kerr style. I just don't buy it. Because what has DeMarcus yeah. Cousins done for you lately? That's what I'm saying. He's been the best center in the NBA. But how many playoff appearances has that gotten you? That's what I'm Again, saying. Again, centers can't win you championships. Well, I'm not saying winning that. a championship. No, I'm that, saying that's what you're saying. Pl- I'm just saying shit, make kid. the playoffs. No. I'm not talking anywhere near the NBA Finals, Dave. I'm saying just make the stupid playoffs. Impact of a center is so much less than the impact of a guard, and that's what I'm saying. You can't count on a center to carry your team to the playoffs. When's the last center who carried a team to the playoffs? Sheldon, no, Dwight Howard in Mm. Orlando in like 2004. I guess he did have Jameer Nelson, though. Yeah, well, it was you stand in the middle and watch our three-point shoot. 
Uh, I'm not saying it's all on Cousins, but at the same time, I mean, if you're going to name a guy the superstar, you're going to put most of the load on him. Yeah, and that's Because fine. he is your superstar. That's what I'm saying. But in today's NBA... You, you, need you, guard, a you need a guard. You need a West. guard. We we talked about this last week. Exactly. But. That's what I'm saying. You can't like be like, "Hey, man, it's your job to get us to the playoffs." No. Well, one man can't do it when he's a big. You can do it when you have the ball in your hand every single play, bringing the ball up court. But you could when do, you're down low. You can do you don't things have that to make your team better, though. And with me, he's if the I, best wait, 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 big wait, wait, in wait, the league. Wait, wait, wait. If I'm Demarcus Cousins, George Carl comes in. I'm saying to myself, you know what? Whatever. Put everything behind me. I want to work with this guy because if we don't work together, nothing matters. We're not going to make the playoffs. We're not going to even win a championship because Dave likes to throw that around. I'm just talking about making the goddamn playoffs. Yeah, no, I mean, well, again, NBA purgatory again. Sorry. But no, my thing is, uh, it, it just comes down to if you're the best center in the league and you can't even drag your sorry ass team to the playoffs, what does that say about the rest of your team? Talking about George Carl? I'm talking about DeMarcus Cousins. Okay. Because George Carl's not center. Okay, the, but the the team's not good. We get that. that. No, that's my point. Is If you're the best in the league at your position and you can't even drag your team into the playoffs, that says more about the team around you than it does about you. He's pointing up superstar numbers. But here's the thing, and I'm going to throw this out there. If I'm George Carl and I'm Vlade Divac looking at that, George Carl wants to trade Cousins for a position... That can help you. He didn't say that Impact. though. They're he didn't say looking for a guard. He, he they just, were going to trade. They were going to the trade that was in place before Divac said no. Had Demarcus Cousins going to Denver, Ty Lawson coming to Sacramento. You get your guard. You get a guard that's familiar with Carl. Yeah. But it's all because Vlade Divac wanted. No, we can't get rid of Demarcus Cousins because he's the face of the franchise. Do you think Ty Lawson can? He can get you the playoffs. Look at what him and George Carl did. Yeah, okay. I will say, and you haven't pulled this up because you don't have a computer in front of you. Yeah. I will say, devil's advocate to myself, out of that streak from when he was in Milwaukee at the 2001 to when he missed the playoffs this last year with Sacramento, uh-huh. there were a ton of first round First outs. and outs. Yeah. With I, the I so. 2000, what was it? 2008 9 season being the conference finals year for the Nuggets where they lost in the conference finals. But I think George Carl and Ty Lawson could at least get you to the playoffs if you're the Kings. They can get you there, and then you can say next year, okay, let's build the pieces to get beyond that. Because with the Kings, you got to get there first. You haven't, To me, you haven't had a great team. Well, not even a great team. Let's say you haven't had a relevant team since Mike Bibby lost to the Lakers in the conference finals. That's taking it back. That's taking it far back. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not as far back as, you know, George Carl's first playoff appearance, but still, it's pretty far back. It's a little bit before. It's I'm in just the same saying, time you're period. You're referencing 1995 games here, and yeah. I'm, just, I'm just checking you on that. That was the last time he went to the final, but he's been a consistent playoff coach or wherever he's been. Yep. Seattle, yep. Milwaukee, And that worked out great for Denver. Tom Thibodeau, too. What, for Thibodeau? Consistent yeah, he was playoff gone. coach. He was gone. Yep. But I'm saying right now, the Kings, you just hired the guy. Yeah. You just hired him. So yeah. let him get you to they the playoffs. because of his name. It's kind of like if I hired a head coach and said, can't do this, can't do that. Okay, yeah. I'm handcuffed. What do you want you me are. to do? But that's the thing is it's lack of leadership in the back room by Sacramento. That's all it is, is Vlade doesn't see the same as the other owner. He just doesn't have the same idea for what direction his team is taking. 
obviously, if he felt that DeMarcus Cousins was the centerpiece of this team going forward, he would have talked to George Carl about that before hiring him. So either something changed in the interim, or he just total oversight and didn't check with uh, George Carl. Like, so uh, how do you plan on winning us, you know, getting us into the playoffs? Like, well, I'm going to trade your best player, and then uh, we'll just wing it from there. But it, it almost seems like that conversation didn't happen, which really curious thing. And I'm looking right now, the last playoff appearance for the Kings yep. was the 2005-2006 oh, wow. season, way before DeMarcus. Honestly thought uh, DeMarcus had taken nope. him once. The best that DeMarcus has done, his first year was the 10-11 season. They finished 14th in the West, Ooh. followed by 14th in the West. Followed by 13, 13, 13. Nice. Consistency. Consistency. But <laughs> the the last time they went, they lost to the Spurs in the first round in six games. Yeah, no, it doesn't even matter anymore. The last time they went past that was conference semifinals in 03, 02, 03, 03-04, and that Laker conference finals was 01-02. There you go. one. So that was the when George Carl was just getting back to the playoffs. There you go. That was the last time, let's put it this way. That was the last time the Kings finished first in the West. Oh, it's, it's hard was to compete 0, in the West, to be fair. Well, now it is. You need a guard. And that's what I'm saying with Vlade Divac. You either got to pick Cousins or Carl. You're not going to be able to keep both of them around. That's what I think. Probably not. Probably not. But we talked about this last year to kind of switch gears a little bit. Roy Hibbert. Last week it was Dave. He could go to L.A. Now he's in L.A. How does this help the Lakers? They have a big... That's it. They just they have a big. That's all they. That's needed. literally all they needed was a body <laughs> download that wasn't Jordan Hill. <laughs> that wasn't Jordan. Well, it would be awkward to be like, "Hey Jordan, we don't need you." And then two weeks later, after you find out you don't get a big in the draft, like, "Hey Jordan, you want to come back?" <laughs> no, it's awkward. Um, you know, Hibbert, if he's even a shell of himself, he'll take up space down low. He'll still get you like eight and ten or something. Because like what that. kind of Kobe do you think we're gonna see? It depends. I mean, Kobe doesn't take kindly to the word tank, so he's going to jack up, you know, shot after shot. Um, It really depends how he feels when he comes back from his injury, though, because he's got young talent around him now. So if he wants to see them grow, he'll move the ball around more. We could see the Kobe where, out of spite, he passed the ball. Like, that was a thing for a while where he's like, yeah, I got 13 assists this game, 14 assists this game. It was like, Kobe's going for triple doubles this season because people are like, you're too selfish. He's like, <laughs> oh, well, I'm too selfish. Let's see how my team does when he got uh, Luke Walton in the corner going, I'm yes. open, guys. I'm and he open. passes him the ball instead <laughs> of taking the shot. So he he can do it. He's 100% capable of it. It's just on him deciding on where he wants to go with his team. Well, when you talk about depth. It's a serviceable five. Depth is missing. Well, you talk about, well, I would argue depth is not missing because I'm really? looking at the depth chart right now. According to ESPN, okay. the Lakers are three deep at the point guard, shooting guard, and center. By three deep, though, read those names. Four deep at the power forward, yeah. two read, deep at the read, small read, forward. Read some of those names that are that deep. Point guards, they got D'Angelo Russell, yep. Jordan Clarkson, mm-hmm. Dwight Buckless. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, no, okay, okay two deep. So, so you got two there. Then they got Kobe, Lou Williams, Jabari Brown. Jabari Brown's gone. Nick Young and Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown, they just drafted. Yeah, I know. That's then their power we'll forwards: Brandon ba- Brandon Bass, yeah. uh, Julius Randle, Ryan Kelly, Larry Jans- Nance Jr. They've got some hope there. And then centers: Hibbert, Scares, and Black. Yeah, they got Hibbert. 
They got Hager. <laughs> so, okay, so they've got probably, some young guys. Probably have... use Bass as a uh, backup center, move Randall into the number one. They, they've got some room for uh, young talent to grow. I mean, they're in a great position, and this is probably the best outcome they could have wished for before mm-hmm. the NBA draft. Uh, that team was barren and looked like it would have some problems. Lou Williams pick up great offensive here, from the bench. Because here's the starting lineup if we went off off of the number ones that ESPN has. Yeah. Your point guard's Russell. Yep. Your shooting guard's Kobe. Yep. Swaggy P's your small forward. Good God. Bass is your power forward. Hibbert's your center. I'd switch Randall. Put him over Brandon for the power forward. Yeah, that'll probably be a uh, battle going into the first week of so the I year. So I would say Russell, Bryant, Swaggy P. Randall and Hibbert are my starting five right now. Would you say, oh, dear God, Swaggy P, they didn't have to give him up in this <laughs> Hibbert deal. They just said, hey, here's a second rounder. Here's some cash. Yeah. Give me my big man. Give me my big man. I I, I think it's a great job by... Uh... Did you want Swaggy P out of L.A., though? I don't know. I mean, like, there's that one part where you just can't look... It's like a car crash, you know, in slow-mo. <laughs> you can't look away, but man... Oh. Yeah. It, Swaggy P is hilarious. He's a great personality. He does but some questionable that, things. How does that mesh with Kobe? That's the thing. You don't know. You don't know. But the good news is, you know, they've got, like I said, they've got the scoring off the bench with Lou Williams, which is something I feel like people maybe don't value as much, but that's huge because mm-hmm. uh, that means Swaggy P doesn't have to take all the shots. Um, and then, no, I mean, between Randall, Clarkson, and uh, Russell, I mean, you've got young talent there. Nance Jr. even has potential. So they've got some young talent. I say let them run, and probably after 30 games, you'll see this team decide where they're going for the next year. It's Playoff you, team? Uh, you knew I was going to ask it when I, I put my hand out. I know. <laughs> I know. Stopped you dead in your tracks. 30 games into the season, they will tell you whether they're going to make a push for the playoffs or whether they're going to see how far this young talent can actually go. Are they going to push to a playoffs anyways? Because Kobe's going to say it's my last ride. Kobe. Ray Lewis style, let's do it. Kobe can try, but I mean, tank commander and all. <laughs> tank commander and all. <laughs> it's a question. Last thing I want to throw out there. Yeah. Trailblazers offer Ernest Cantor, $70 million deal. Enos. Enos Cantor. Thunder match it. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, it's probably a good move is by he, Is he worth 70? Is no, Cantor worth 70 let's million? Let's be honest these days. Nobody's worth what they're being paid. It's just a matter of market inflation and I mean, come on. NBA contracts. Look at LeBron's little contract before he gets that exactly. pay raise next year. Exactly. But you know what the interesting thing about this is? They're all like, Enos Cantor can't play defense. He's so soft on that. Uh, he's one of the top rebounding offensive bigs. Great there. He can score. So he's similar to Greg Monroe, actually. And people aren't giving that. And he's 23? Maybe? He's young. 23, yep. Yeah. Was born in May of 92. Wonderful. Make you feel old, Dave. It does. <laughs> Kid's younger than I am. Um, but no, like I don't get how like Greg Monroe is a little soft on defense, but mm-hmm. now he's up there with a Greek freak, so he's got the coverage. And I know... He's Cantor's got Serge Ibaka, and um, people are like, they're, they're similar players. I'll give you the fact that... Enos Cantor's a little skinnier than he is. He's mm-hmm. um, a little more athletic than Greg Monroe. 6'11", 245 is what ESPN yeah, has Yeah, Greg done. Monroe's a little bit uh, mm-hmm. more solid. But still, the similarities are there, and I feel like he's definitely worth it. You want to pay for that guy who can go 20 and 10 for you. That's him on a 36 minutes. He hasn't... When he got to play, he was impressive. You know what and I he love? he was hopeful, so... You know what I do love? And I know it was only 26 compared to 49... Mm-hmm. When he played less games with the Thunder last year than Utah. Mm-hmm. However, 
he had about four more minutes per game. Yep. In Oklahoma City. What was that total minutes per game average? It was in Oklahoma thir- City. 31 in Oklahoma, Good. 27 in Utah. Here's the three stats I'm looking at. Yep. Field goal percentage went from 49% to 56. Excellent. His rebounds per game went from 7.8 to 11. Yep. And his points per game went from about 14 to 19. Exactly. I mean, this is a guy who is a legitimate threat and he makes his team so much better. So now they've got one of the best. Scores in the league and Kevin Durant. Add Durant back into it. Healthy. You've got Russell Westbrook, who's freaking Superman over there with just, mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, his stat line is I'm just glad, ridiculous. I'm glad you brought Russell Westbrook into Russell this Westbrook. This season for me yeah. is going to be the most important season in Oklahoma City Thunder history. It is. Because depending on how you do, yep. are you going to be able to keep Durant? And to me, if Durant splits, which unless you win an NBA title, there's that possibility that he could split. Yep. Even if you make the conference final, there's still a Washington's bigger chance. Washington's a pretty attractive town yeah, for him. Yeah, if they win the finals, he stays for sure. But if Durant leaves, Westbrook's gone next season yeah. and next year after. Because if Durant leaves... Westbrook leaves. Although Westbrook then has his dream and it's a team to himself. So well, you don't know. I don't know if people or I don't even know if the Thunder are thinking that because look at what they did this year. They drafted Cameron Payne, backup point guard who, yeah. hey, in a few years if Westbrook leaves, maybe this kid can Westbrook develop. Westbrook is like the number two point guard in no, the I NBA. Know. It's I know. hard it's to... It's not going to be the exact same, but it's, hey, we're maybe getting a replacement in a couple years if he leaves. Yeah, no, I'm just, I'm, I'm just going over the point of we saw what happens when they think they don't need to pay somebody and they leave somewhere else a la Harden. Yeah, that's. I was just going to say you're referencing James Harden. So I think that at this point they're going to throw as much money as possible in the direction of Westbrook and uh, Durant here. And well, this offseason, Cantor was the reason. Exactly. He's the example of that. Yep. This, this is a guy who will definitely be a huge help. He helps their down low game. He's an outlet for points if you know injuries happen. He's shown mm-hmm. he can step in there, and Serge Ibaka's game just gets better because of it too. Well, and I get why, I get why Portland was doing this. They lose Lamarcus Aldridge, like we talked about yep. last week, to San Antonio, and they need a big guy. Yeah. So right now they're gonna throw big money at. They've got it. Anyone close? That, that's a great thing. Anyone close? It. They're just gonna throw money at them, and the Thunder were probably they took all three days. To match this offer. Yes, sir. Because I bet you they were thinking, yeah, we want him back. But is he worth that much? And then someone probably said, well, look what happened with James Harden. Push the button. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to end up with, like, just that that sense of regret and being like, man, if we had a big still, we would would have been able to make it this year. Like I said, this season's going to be most important for Oklahoma. This is going to be an awesome season for the West. These two off seasons, next off season for the Thunder. Durant, Waiters, eh, Steve Novak, eh. Waiters, DJ eh. Augustine, <laughs> Perry Jones the third. Those are your free. They agents. got a lot of money, a lot of in options. 2017. Abaca, Westbrook, Morrow, Collison, Adams, and Andre. So Robinson. basically, their entire team is up in the next two seasons. Mm-hmm. So and then it's they their have time to make it happen. They have Mitch McGarry in 18, and then Cantor Payne and Singler yeah, in no. so 1920. Their entire team is up in the next two years, pretty mm-hmm. much. Uh, they're built to win now. I mean, all bets are off. This is a team where Westbrook can take over, Durant can take over, 
you can go down low now for additional points. You don't have to count on the, oh my God. I mean. Three teams in the yeah. West to focus on. Yeah. Warriors, Please. Spurs, Thunder. Please. That's it. Warriors, Spurs, Thunder. In the East, it's the Cavs. It's still the Cavs. No matter what they do. You, you, it's you count the, the Rockets out at this point? Well, I'm talking about two. I'm sorry. The the Western Conference Finals is going to be Thunder Warrior because Probably. the Rockets can't beat the Spurs. Rockets can't beat the Warriors. They may be able to beat up the Thunder. Yeah, but I'd still give it to the Thunder. Yep, and you don't see any issues coming out of uh, the Grizzlies. <sighs> Every year they're just like they're there. Yep, they're just there. And yep. I mean, in the East, I almost want to say. Miami's going to surprise people. Oh, uh, I think Miami's got potential. But they're not going to be anywhere close to competing with the no. Cavs. Now the Cavs are going to no kick the crap is. out of everybody. No one is. I mean, the Hawks maybe if, depending on how they come back from see, I don't even buy the, the surprise Hawks. year. I think this year was like a one-off thing. It was a special hey, occasion. Everyone thought that was the thing when the Seahawks came out of nowhere with Pete Carroll when they started doing well. Yeah, but how many seasons are you going to have like Kyle Korver shoot 60% from three-point? I mean, maybe I know he didn't shoot system. 60%. Maybe it's a but, coach. Yeah. No, I, I think if you combine... Who uh, I believe he was an assistant under Coach Pop, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? I believe so. So uh, similar to like, if it has success in San Antonio, true, why wouldn't have true, success in Atlanta? Well, probably because he doesn't have, you know... He doesn't have Timmy D and yeah. uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. And, uh, you know, the point guards mm-hmm. and, and the depth and the... Yeah, he's missing some points, but <laughs> he's Mono. trying. He's building <laughs> off of the image yeah. of. Great for him. Uh, my, my whole thing is you could probably try to combine, like... Milwaukee and Chicago to make a team that could beat the Cavs. <laughs> That's the best hope the East stands. Uh, barring, you know, somebody ripping off mm-hmm. Kevin Love's arm again, looking at you. Let's see what we can Boston. do about that. Let's see what we can do about that, Boston. But hey. that is going to do it here for the fast break this week. I want to thank you guys for checking us out. Let us know down below what you think of anything that we talked today. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ricky Widmer. Dave is not on Twitter, but you can follow Most Valuable Podcast at Most Valuable Pod. If you click that like button, please, if you liked it, if you love the podcast, please hit that subscribe button. Thank you again for checking out this podcast. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.